Mr. Abel Rodriguez. Mr. Rodriguez is from Mimeros de Español and Dialogue Internet Radio. No, it's a Dialogue Podcast now, right? Well, uh, I have a podcast, but I have actually the podcasting uh, platform that is called DialogueEP.com. I also name it Dialogue Internet uh, Radio Network. And that's where I do all uh, all the podcasting. It's not just me, you know. I mean, I'm part of it, but I, I'm a programmer, so I, you know, I got uh, I got podcasts to talk about uh, small business and restaurants and all kinds of stuff with Annie's Adventures. I have the Tony the Tagger Sumble uh, podcast that tells you every week what's going on as far as the teams that are being looked at, and also how you can win a pair of tickets to the game on uh, December 31st at 10 a.m. at Sumble. Uh, and then I'm working on my podcast, which is a dialogue podcast with Abel Rodriguez. That's my political and cultural and whatever I want to put on their uh, podcast. So that's three programs. I used to be with me. That would have been my fourth program. <laughs> and I got a couple of interesting things coming up. Uh, I have, uh, I don't know if you remember Mojo. Uh, yes. And Mojo's still around and still, still kicking butt. And she is getting me uh well getting uh the network an interview with the guy that's running uh for attorney general for the state of texas on oh the, really on the republican side against uh, dan patrick really okay that's yeah, that's uh, interesting yeah 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 okay well first of all people that were watching this on facebook twitter or youtube hello or listening to this on our website which is novisioninternetradio.com all this folks all this jazz started because of mr abel Mr. Abel put that little bug in my in my blood seven what seven, eight years now eight years ago, and ever since then now I have my own platform thanks to Abel and he's been well, a great gotta, supporter. We talk about how we met because it was it was through Hector Montes, Hector Montes, my, yeah, which, who was my co-host when we were on uh, sixteen fifty AM talk radio, and uh, you you would come onto the show, you know. And, Do you remember the very first time? <laughs> I think it was you or Abel, you or Hector, huh? Excuse me, our very first time. No, no, no. <laughs> the first time we met on this radio. Uh, but um, remember when you were on the show and you're like, we're going to tell you, we're going to signal when you're going to break. I'm like, crap, <laughs> I can't see. So Mr. Bautista would tap me on the leg. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you, I think Hector or one of you would tap me on the leg saying that we're going to, right. going to break. But uh, <clears throat> So really the discussion today is going to be talking around the minor football and basketball. Because Abel, folks, I don't know if you know this, he has a, a Facebook page we should follow called Mimeros en Español. And he does a lot of uh, uh, stories and broadcasts or uh, follow-ups regarding UTEP sports. He has the volleyball. I've seen that. The basketball. Uh, you were at the basketball uh, practice and right. football. So, right. Abel, before the, had the game started, was Ole Miss yet or not yet? Uh, it starts at uh, 5.30. Okay. So, what do you... And you can see it on ESPN3 after we finish. You can go catch the game on... ESPN three, it's uh, it's like, I guess it's like the ESPN ocho. Okay, yeah, right. That's the the stepchild. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. uh, what do you? To watch it. What do you think? Uh, what do you what do you predict? Well, before we get started on that, because I mean, it's always fun to just jump straight in. But uh, I, I want to tell you how we got here today. Uh, you know, and it was a it was quite a journey. I was working uh, at. Uh, the uh, local ent uh, Univision affiliate, and I was the promotions and public outreach director. I'm a, I'm a proud graduate, 1981, of the University of Texas at El Paso. Got a degree in mass communications. <laughs> and, what a coincidence. Uh, so, so, uh, <laughs> I, but I got to tell you the story about sports, okay, because it all started actually with graduating from UTEP 
and then getting hired two weeks later uh, as a stringer at Channel 7. And okay. I don't know if you remember the name Marcy Alaviz, but Marcy mm-hmm. Alaviz is a, is, was a well-known uh, older guy who was a pretty big uh, there at Channel 7. And it was, it was Channel 13 before it was Channel 7 because they swapped channels with uh, KCO, KCOS because all okay, the yeah, ABC yeah. affiliates like to be the, the number 7. So anywhere you go in America, ABC Seven is going to be pretty much the lucky seven, real, huh? you know, without with the call letters of whatever city they're from. But uh, so, I, so I get in as a stringer, George, and of course I just graduated from college. Uh, I, I I had done a lot, a lot. I was already you know working radio, and I I'd done a lot anyway. So, uh, so I get to, I get I get in as a stringer. Okay, now a stringer was somebody that worked from uh, from like eight o'clock at night till eight o'clock the next day and the job was to look for nothing but blood and guts okay okay fatal accidents shooting stabbings uh we didn't do suicides but even back then there was a lot of suicides in this town and uh you know that's the kind of stuff that goes on at night the nightlife of of el paso and uh so i was paid george 20 cents a second what 20 cents a second for every second of videotape that I shot that got onto the newscast. So if I did a story for somebody and it was a minute 40, it was 20 cents times a minute 40. Okay. And so every every story that I did, I would log in and I would, you know, at the end of the month, I, I, all that, those seconds tallied into of money. A paycheck. <laughs> but think about it. You couldn't do that nowadays. Heck no. <laughs> kind of stuff but i loved it but because of that i was hired three months later full-time uh, as a cameraman and uh, i became the chief photographer there at channel seven and also uh, i was the weekend assignments editor i worked in journalism you know without a journalism degree but i mean it wasn't it wasn't that hard to know how a news a news uh, room runs you know definitely a pecking order by the way you don't mess with the anchors what year was this uh, abel huh what year was this 1981. Okay. Graduated in May. Two weeks later, hired Stringer. Three months later, full-time staff. Wow. Right before, right before the football season, okay? Okay. And uh, it so happened that at that, in, in that, uh, that, the fall of that year, I w- uh, Channel 7 had the minor sports, uh, you know, to do reporting on. And that's how I got to meet Coach Haskins. Okay. And Because he would come in and also in football, okay? Um, since I was a good football photographer... I was allowed to follow the team with the reporter when they were in the WAC and, you know, go to Fort Collins, Colorado, uh, Laramie, Wyoming, uh, you know, stuff like that. And and also because of my my profession and being good at it early, I was able to uh, have my first commercial plane flight without paying for it. How really? Yeah, if it wasn't for sports, uh, I would have never flown until probably later, but... Uh, you know, you follow the team around. You learn how to fly. You know, and, and it's not a glamorous thing, okay? You're, you're going, especially if you're going as a reporter or photog, because you're just another part of the number of people that are on the plane going to the game. So you got to worry about getting on a bus and making sure your equipment is all in there. And then a bus drive from a big city, even with a whack, you go from a big city. You like, you know, went to like Denver. Wyoming, right? Well, we we flew into Denver, and we uh. uh Took a bus to 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 uh, Lar- to yeah Lar- Laramie Wyoming right next door, you know things like that. And you know then you see that wow this is 
as a player, you're going through all this. It's a pain in the, you know what, mm-hmm. to, to, to go through that just to get into a game and get ready to play and represent your university. And, and that is how I started uh, following UTEP Sports. I was already following it anyway when I was going to school there. I was uh, uh, in Espanol, se dice fanático, because mm-hmm. I was a fanatic. fanatic I, yeah. I was UTEP all the way, no matter who we played, okay? And uh, I've been, uh, you know, I'm... I'm I'm way past that time, but during that that time of, of the reign of, of Abel Fanatico, uh, I was thrown out of uh, uh, New Mexico State uh, gyms like twice. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, let me ask you this. When you were like, because, you know, like you said, a glamour back back when you told me that, you know, back in the day we used to talk, you know, about sports and all that, you would tell me that you would go on the team. I asked you, but I want to ask you on, on air. I mean, like when the football player is finished, do they leave right away or do they stay over? Or come on, how does oh, that work? No, no, you're 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 getting on a bus and heading back back to a, a small municipal airport or, or riding a bus to the big airport to get the plane back uh, to uh, to El Paso that okay. night. Okay. Okay. So imagine, uh, and I'll just give you this example. Uh, we went all the way to Virginia to play Old Dominion when I was still doing the games in Spanish. On the radio, and uh, four hours and twenty minutes on the Damn. plane. Four hours and twenty minutes to get to get to Virginia. So, I mean, if that's glamorous, you know, and you know, you're with a bunch of guys that are thinking nothing about game, and mm-hmm. you know, everyone has their earplugs in, and you know, you get a box lunch. <laughs> so, you mean if the game finishes at like eleven? You still have to. You're, you're still, you still have to wait for everyone to get to the plane. Okay. Because understand one thing about, especially about tr- football travel, all the equipment guys they take a uh, an eighteen wheeler with all the equipment and they leave like four days or three days before okay. to get to the site to be there ready for all the equipment to come out, uh, and then uh, the the players fly in and they got their stuff, and uh, you know as soon as as soon as you get to the to the hotel the day before the game, they're already breaking up into all their meetings. Uh, you know, you're looking for a place to eat, you know, with all the other dignitaries. And then you're waking up early because uh, uh, the main guy for the miners, uh, uh, John Teicher, he he doesn't want any problems. So he believes in getting to the to the stadium three hours before the game. Wow. Really? <laughs> yes. That would drove me crazy because we didn't have the same kind of setup. So I was like, oh, my God, what do we do for two and a half hours? Three hours. hours? You know? <laughs> But anyway, so so you set you set all your equipment up, and then you know so people start coming in. They're warming up on the field, and then the game starts, and then you know it's going on, and then it ends. All right, and when it ends uh, with Spanish, we would just say goodbye because we didn't have a post game. Okay. So we would tear everything down, and we'd be the first ones down to get ready to load the stuff into the bus to get to uh, a municipal airport. In some cases, like Hattiesburg, it has a small municipal airport, so. That's where they're at today in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Okay. And uh, so they get to the municipal airport and the miners, you know, for the last couple of, you know, I'd say easily eight, ten years, they charter flights. So it's now, a charter. Let me ask you this, Abel. For the biggest that your experience of being, you know, traveling with a team, would you travel with a basketball or just a football? I traveled basketball for a little while with John, John Teicher. I was and, – and, and back then he was – when we would travel – it would only be him doing the English and me doing the Spanish. Oh wow! Okay. Okay. And okay. Uh, you know that was that was uh, traveling basketball is crazy because it's two games a week. 
Ouch. So you're 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 flying uh, for a Thursday game, and then from there, hopefully, you're not too far away, or you're flying for another game on Saturday. Okay. Or because yeah, that that'll be kind of a long way. A lot, man. I, I I have driven all through the south of the United States of America. <laughs> right. And it's uh, it's nothing but trees. You know, once you get one, trees, one, one, trees, trees. one play I'll never forget, Abel, and this is when I can still see. I mean, going back to Eddie Rivera and Marley Maxey and all Jim, 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 uh, Jim, he passed away. Um, what was his name? Jim? Jim Bice? Jim Bice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the little short guard. The one play I always remember from basketball, I'll never forget, is when Hawaii was playing here at UTEP and. Eddie Rivera was blocking, I don't know who it was, but he was the guy was bouncing the ball, coming to the midfield, midline, and two seconds or whatever, he throws the ball, and he made it. And I'm like, what? Not, that's, for some reason, I'll never forget, I guess because I was at the game, but I'll never forget that play. I'll never. What? exciting play in basketball, winning on the last second shot. Mm-hmm. And today in football, I mean, I don't know if you're watching college football, but. I mean, uh, who was it? It was Arkansas against uh, Old Miss, and Arkansas caught up, and there was no time remaining on the clock, and they went for the two points to try to win, and they didn't make it. Oh, they didn't? No, you know, and look what happened to Texas, you know. So what, what, what's, what's up with Texas? I saw it was a real good was it? I didn't have a chance to watch it. Was it a good game? I don't know what's up with Texas. I mean, they're ranked, they're ranked 21st in the nation. They're... All their alumni was like, woo, 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 <laughs> you know. But but Texas still has, you know, some things to deal with as far as really having the team hit on, on, on all eight cylinders. That's why them going to the, what are they, going to the uh, eight, what is it? The, oh, the 12 team, the 12 team. Yeah, they're trying, yeah uh, the, the ACC. Um, I forget which one they're trying to go to. Anyway. The, oh, they're the, going they, to the SEC. SEC, SEC yeah. So well, they, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll look it up right now. But the thing is that. They're never, you know, they're never going to have the same kind of success that they had before where they were no. always on top. And mm-hmm. that's the hard, hard conference. Hard, yep. hard conference. Yep. That's how and, the powerhouses, and, all the... So it's going to yep. take them a while to even play around at number four and number three, man, because, come on, Alabama. That's all you got to say. <laughs> right? Yep. And, and I'm surprised know. LSU's not even ranked this year, are they? Uh, no, but those huh? guys, are, they're, they're, they're starting to play pretty good. Okay. Let me uh, ask you a question. Now that we're going into football, the the, the predictions and the tw- and the playoff, I know you have uh, the, the Tony the Tiger podcast, folks. You should watch it. It's pretty neat. I mean, who who's your guest? Who's your? He's Eddie a, Morelos is the uh, uh, media relations director for the Sun Bowl Association. So he's the media director for everything for the f- football, the basketball tournament. Uh, he talk. We talk about the parade, and then we talk about the the one thing that I tell people is you can win tickets to the game. For free, all you got to do is go and predict each week the teams that they have on their uh, on their contest. It's the Sun Bowl. Uh, it's the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Challenge, sponsored by Boss Chicken. And uh, every week you got a chance to win a pair of tickets. And then out of all those winners on on the on the uh, playoff uh, weekend, you got a chance to win an even bigger package. So why not get into that? You know, instead of wasting your money on. Uh, it good, yeah? with a sports book. <laughs> As of today, well, your last show was Thursday or what? Yeah, I think it was Thursday. Who, what the predictions as of right now? Who may come to the Sun Bowl? Oh man, you had to ask me. Uh, <laughs> I, ha- I have to bring. I have to bring them up. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> there's some. There's some I, you know, that's what the internet's for. I didn't, I didn't pop that page, but uh, 
wait a minute. I think I did put it in. Uh, hmm. Well, uh, can I you put it? Look for it while we're talking. Yeah. But, uh, but the thing is, but but the thing is, the cool thing about it, guys, is this this year because last year we didn't have it, of course, because of the pandemic, and this year. But this year it's going to be earlier, huh? Yeah, it's going to be at ten. Why is that? Why, why is that? I don't know. It was a CBS thing. Okay. But I will tell you that uh, just means that people will start uh, uh, downing uh, adult beverages. <laughs> seven seven o'clock in the morning, right? You know, six o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> I know now, my gente. Let me ask you this, Abel, because you've been around. I mean, you've literally, literally been on the ground with the, with the football players when they play, and you can see their attitudes, and you know, you know. So, how has it been changing? I mean, granted, they're four and one, but they really haven't got into Conference USA play yet. Uh, today, oh, wait, 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 no, Old Dominion was a Conference USA. That's something. That's something. They're one and conference, man. I'm gonna say it until it's not the truth. Not, right well, now, they're one and zero, and now they got uh, uh, Miss. Southern Miss. Southern Miss. Coming. Yeah, Southern Miss. I always mix it up too. I always think it's all. No, yeah. Miss is the big college. Southern Miss is the little baby college. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, let me ask you this: Cattysburg, Mississippi, is not big. It's not. Not big. No. As a matter of fact, it's well, the home of uh, of Tim Floyd. Tim well, Floyd let me ask you that. Chris Jackie came from where? I mean, not Chris Jackie. Um, Brett Favre. He played at where? Ole Miss or Southern Miss? Do you remember? Uh, Brett Favre was a quarterback for Southern Miss when we played him in the in the uh, in the oh the Weed Wacker Independence Bowl. Yeah, remember that? Bowl game. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, when they, Chris Jackie was a kicker. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like I was telling you, so Southern Miss is a very small. Uh, well, not very small, but it's a college in a small town called Hattiesburg, okay? And uh, believe it or not, they got the, the, it happens all the time with the minors, you know, when they, when weren't, when they weren't winning. Uh, they've selected the minors as their homecoming game. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, that means that you really believe that you can have a party, bring your alumni, oh, I get you. beat the hell out of somebody, and then go party again after the game's over. Yeah. I guess the game started at 5 because I can go ahead and give you the score right now. Okay. Uh, the miners were up seven to six in the first quarter. Really? All right. Cool. Yeah. I, okay, I was, okay. I'm just. It was funny because I'm going through newspaper stuff and all that uh, from Hattiesburg, and they got the game. They got the game up. So. Okay. So. I guess, uh, six. Do you do you, do you miss but, those days, Abel, when you're doing the live broadcast? Of course I do. Of course I yeah. do. Uh, and you know, it's not because I. It's it's it. It has everything to do with uh, with uh, ad revenues. Okay. And. Sure. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you the story before we talk about the game. Uh, how? Okay, so let's talk about El Paso, Juarez, Las Cruces. In in that in that area, there are probably I'd say eighty five to maybe even ninety percent Hispanic surnames. All right. Okay. Yes, sir. And in though in, in, in that group, okay, people would argue with me. Um, well, not all of them speak Spanish. So I would say, okay, you know what? I'll give you back 20% of the 85%. That still leaves 65% of the market that should try to be reached in their language of Spanish. And, you know, UTEP is also known for having a lot of uh, Mexican nationals that go to school there, that graduated from there, that have gone on to be huge successes. Yes, sir. So why not? You know, I was at, I was at Univision uh, here in the town. And it, it only made sense, you know, and uh, people like uh, athletic, uh, uh, he's an athletic uh, manager, uh, well, he, he's in the athletic department. Jeff Darby, who, who had just gotten here, he, he didn't even know what was going on. And, you know, I took him the widest and he saw, and, you know, plus 
uh, how many teams, uh, how many Division One teams along the U.S.-Mexico border are there? No, there isn't. And, 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 right. and not only that, the Spanish uh, newspapers would cover. So you got international coverage, right? Yes, sir. Across the international border. That's more than, than just local uh, general market, uh, uh, you know, level stuff. And, and and that's what I tried to convince them. And one of the first, one of the, well, actually the first game we did was at Boise, Idaho, when they went to play Boise in the uh, in a bowl game. And uh, I had never been to Boise, and uh, our salespeople said, that's a good idea, let's go. They went and sold it. Uh, we had to play for plane flights and hotel, and then we had to get to the get get to the stadium. Wow. And we get there, and this is an, one of those early bowl games, okay? Like early, like 10 o'clock uh, bowl games that was going to be on TV. And so we drive in there, and I'm not kidding you. We're there before the sun comes up, and there's uh, tailgating parties with flaming 55-gallon really? barrels. They're all partying. <laughs> yeah, that the Boise uh, backs Boise State with not a problem. Yeah, and they're, they're a good we team, get, too. We, we get there, and then we're going up to the, to the, uh, to the press box. And then we are we are told that there is no room for us inside the press box. Really? That we would have to do the game from outdoors. And there was a side tent that had a feed heater blower. Because guess what? There's there was a storm that was coming in to snow. <laughs> so we're outside bundled up, and I you know they even did a Ray Sanchez uh, did a story on it, and showing us in a picture, and we're all bundled up. Wow. And, you know, we're drinking coffee and trying to stay warm. As over there, there's no mountains, so these snowstorms come straight. They, yeah. they come over straight in, and they start snowing. And guess what? Depending on the wind, they double back. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. That was... And you had to I do a live show? Huh? And you had to do a live show without... Yeah, yeah we, did, we, did, we, did, we did the game. And that was, that was the beginning of me being involved in the Spanish side of... Wanting to help market to the to the public and make some money, obviously for my corporation and for the agreement we were in with UTEP, uh, you know, it's all about money. Yeah. So uh, you know, but I got to I got to do the games, and it was great. It was great to to start like that. I've done bowl games. I've done NCAA uh, tournament games, basketball. Um, okay. I've just it's 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 so it's a wonderful thing because you know I mean I love the minors so much. Well, what what stadium or arena either or that you said that, you, that, that was impressive the first time you saw it Cause i know you've been to them over and over but the very first time you're like wow that that is a really nice facility is there one that really kind of stood out to you man if you if you really want to know the truth the sun bowl is the best facility in conference usa period really okay oh, yeah. now okay. when miss when when uh when memphis was playing they actually played in this place called the pyramid and it was this big, huge indoor Memphis Tigers, and, and but they're not in the they're not in the conference anymore. So that was pretty cool. Oh, they're not but, the Tigers. Yeah, I remember the Memphis. No, Tigers no, no, they're, they're not. They left. Okay, that's why they're doing. And they right. were becoming a big rivalry in basketball, and but but they left. Um, so I, I still say it's the Sun Bowl. Uh, I, you know, uh, other than uh, when we did the bowl game over in Houston at the Texans. Uh, Stadium. Oh, really? Yeah. That was that was a megaopolis stadium, man. I remember we, we went we to were a New York. like fifteen stories above. The, 
Oh, it was amazing. I remember when you went to New York. Remember for the? Oh no, no, no. But see, once again, you're telling me to rate the stadium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The stadium at uh, at uh, Annapolis. Oh, and that's the Navy. I'm sorry. The Army. I forget where they play. Yeah, yeah. Um, West Point. West Point. Yes, sir. It's a, It's such a. It's such a historic area that their their stadium is not that big. Okay. It's just being there. It's what makes it feel bigger than life. Yeah. Now, is it uh, when you went to uh, to New York? Did you see the nine eleven tower or uh, memorial? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. No, no, so, yeah. That that. See, that's another thing. At least there, we we were there a day early. So right away they say, if you want to go, you got to get in the van now. And you know, for people that gives them stuff to do, they dropped us dropped dropped us off at Manhattan, and we we went all over the place. Took the subway, uh, you know walked around it's really sad to see you know the actual crumpled up stuff that's still in there oh they're still there okay. they used, oh yeah they used as a museum um you know pretty uh, the, the 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 pool that's there with all the names wow. uh just you know to know that i was there uh yeah. you know was uh was this, it's a special thing you know being able to follow the team around you know one of the well, trips that i wish i had gone on that i never got to go well, on hawaii Hawaii. <laughs> I bet you. I'm about to say Hawaii. Damn. Yeah, I bet you Hawaii. Yeah, I've never been anybody. To tell you the truth. Yeah, uh, let me ask you this, Abel. Going from, well, let me have. I've been seeing you putting putting a lot of volleyball. Is the team good this year? Oh, the girls' volleyball team's on fire. Okay. They actually are uh, probably going to make the playoffs. Uh, really? They beat uh, Louisiana Tech last night, and I think they're playing someone else today. But uh, they are a up and coming. And then here come women basketball. So all of a sudden, it's not just men's football and men's basketball. It's the whole athletic, UTEP athletic department uh, programs, you know. Um, For the girls to have a great volleyball team, and I don't, I couldn't understand why we didn't have uh, a competitive. They're not, they're past competitive now. They're good. They're like a team to beat. Okay. So they, they, uh, they're doing great. So I got to include them. Because, I mean, my favorite line, I hope you notice, is Somos Mineros. Yep. I like that. that. We are miners. We are miners. Yep, it doesn't sir. matter what, what, the, uh, what the sport is. You know, look look at the football team. Uh, four and one. It was homecoming. It was the first uh, Conference USA uh, game. And they said there was only like 12,500. Yep. I think 11,000 something. You're right. Yep, yeah. So, you know, that's going to, that, if they win, they're coming back next week. But if they win, they're going to be five and one, and the game next week in the Sun Bowl would be to qualify with so six for a bowl wins game. Yep. for a bowl game. Yes, sir. And that's and an achievement, okay? Now they'll say, "Well, why do you want to send a bowl game? They'll get slaughtered." You know, I went to the New Mexico Bowl when they played, and the game was over in the second quarter. But it, that's not the point. The point is they achieved it. Now people say, "Oh, Abel, they haven't beat anybody." That's that's your opinion. Well, six and one. You know, I mean, if you look at if you look at their what their season is, they're four and one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And no matter what, I mean, numbers are numbers. I mean, no matter how you got to number six, you got there. I mean, you qualified for a bowl eight. Don't knock it. But let me well, ask you well, that quality equality of wins only counts when you're trying to get in the final four of the playoffs. That's when the quality of the win comes in. The RPI, right? Yeah, all that. They have to put computer numbers into it. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, so right now, we'll start with football and then go to basketball. What oh, do you predict? But, but by the way, you, we're, bringing, we're talking about Mineros in Espanol. I want to make sure that everyone knows that I have uh, a sports writer who is writing exclusively for Mineros in Espanol. 
and his name is Javier Sanchez. Okay. Now, Javier Sanchez it, has written uh, sports stories and boxing stories and everything stories in sports for the last 40 years. Really? So I picked him up as the reporter, which is really great because I make him do little video vignettes about tell us how, you know, the, the end of the game or whatever. And and we get almost 100, 150 views per small video. So uh, the page is working and, and it's getting a lot of good reach. And, and you know, I think by this time heading into the fall, I'm going to try to see if they would allow me to put it on a streaming, uh, my streaming channel. Oh, that'd be cool. And stream, and stream the games. In Spanish. So, you know, I'm, I'm starting to work on that. But I had to build a bigger audience on that page in order to let them know, hey, this is working. And with the page, and then I can I, actually, I'm, I'm in a new system where I could build a website in a day and have it up there and then have Mineros in Espanol website page and then have that with the Facebook and probably Instagram and, and then have those three and, and then try to, you know, try to, uh, uh, monetize the situation. But let me, let me, you know what? Let's go back to what you said earlier, Abel, because you're right about the demographics of the Spanish listener. I mean, considering that we're one of the biggest, if not one of the biggest, urban, uh, how you say, um, border to border, uh, having a border, a, a town. We call it um, the largest landlocked border in the in this side of the. Uh, <coughs> of the and the thing is, and not having Spanish tell our Spanish sports. Especially from the minors, which you did, excuse me, I have my allergies. You've been doing it for many years. I, I think you, you, you should be commended for that because that's the demographic that people want to know. Because yeah, you can watch a sport, basketball, whatever you want to watch. But if you don't understand it, you don't get to pull, you know, the the thrill or this or that. And that's what I'm saying. For me, I just think I'm just like you said. I'm amazed that there hasn't been a bigger. Uh, I guess apparatus or machine regarding the Mexican uh, culture or Mexican audience. It's just it's amazing. Well, well, it's it's one of those things, you know. I mean, I remember, uh, you know, speaking with people there at the university, and some of them said that they were told that uh, that the people that speak Spanish aren't really interested in American football, which I totally disagree on. Yeah. And 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 the fact that uh, as the Dallas Cowboys, how many uh Mexican fans follow them, yep. you know, and to think that out of that, you know, the out of that 65% that I tried to feed feed off of that, that, you know, all of them are not just about soccer, you know, they're, they're well, able, able think American about, football and American basketball. And, you know, well, think about this able remember when the Cowboys, I don't know if they have, I don't think they've done it this year, but years past the Cowboys would go to Mexico city, a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand seat stadium, boom, filled. And they still do. And they still do the games, uh, they do still do the, do the Dallas Cowboy games in Spanish. Okay. The go. NFL team's got a bunch. It's some of the places you wouldn't believe have Spanish. Uh, <laughs> have Spanish well, like you said, money. Yeah, yeah. It's just you just got to have a good sales force or, or that someone that'll support and say, you know what, I'll back that up. And, and, and you know, it's always about funding. Okay. Sure. Uh, you know, it costs money to 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 fly somewhere. It costs money to stay there, even if it's for one day. You know, it costs uh, money to have the equipment that'll work right. Uh, you know, and that's all before you even try to make a profit. Yep. So, you mentioned so that. It's an interesting thing, and I'm not done with it yet, believe me. No, and then you, you've done a lot with it, able, considering that at one point they they stopped, you know, UTEP, the the other the component regarding the Mexican sport or Spanish sports, and now you brought it back again, which 
like I said, I see those posts, Abel, and I see those hits on the videos. And I'm like, wow, they're, they're, it's catching quick. It really yeah, picking you know, up real but quick. Here it is. I'm just one person, uh, George, uh, mm-hmm. you know, trying to make this work. And and that's okay. I don't, I don't, I don't mind. Uh, you know, I, I'm a strong believer in, in, in the fact that, uh, you know, uh, uh, on the university, there is actually a group that are uh, a group on Facebook that's about uh, Mexican that you can you have to be a graduate of UTEP and a Mexican national to get okay. on that page. So what does that tell you? Yep. That no, you know that UTEP, well, UTEP academics believes that they need to talk to that part of uh, their community. But let me tell you this, Abel, and people, so people can kind of put this in perspective. Si hablo español. <laughs> I mean, you know, the thing is, people don't realize that, you know, or they do or don't, you know. But the point is, a production, post-production, like when I should do my shows at Abel's uh, studio, he would always be like, and right before the show, he'd be doing this, and I'm like, what is he doing? Why is it? But now that I do it on my end, because you got to, <clears throat> that's just at the time where you're about to do broadcast but you have to do production or uh, promotions uh, editing posting game making sure all the equipment is working right like right now we're messing with the other computer with the website so it's a lot of stuff and for one person able, I give you a lot of credit because that's a lot of work man it's yeah George uh, you know I mean you you know we were even going to another place before we even started coming yep. over here and uh, you know seeing you know it's a lot simpler, but it's it's still knowing what works together as far as equipment and and software and all that stuff. That that's where they get you. So you you find a good software, but then you find out it doesn't work on like, <laughs> right. Yep. You have, use a, you have to use like Fire Firefly or whatever the other search engine is. And the thing about that is that you know it's called uh, Firefox. Firefox. Yeah, Firefly. You know, Firefox. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of those. <laughs> Well, but, uh, but, you know, I mean, you have to learn all that along with, you know, the knowledge of, of doing the game or, or talking or talking sports. Um, it's it's just it's just one of those things. Oh, yeah. I want to ask you that before. I'll ask you later, but I'll ask you now before I forget. When you get ready for, for a game, Abel, like let's say today, for example, how would you do it? Like, would you have notes like every player? Like, how would you? Because I never understood. It might be a visual thing because you know I am visually impaired. How do you like boom eighty five? You give all these stats on number eighty five or whatever. How how would you do that? I mean, just that's just amazing. That well, they have they have, believe it or not, they have a lot of things to assist uh, people nowadays. Back then, I used to be a spotter for Teicher uh, on the English. Okay. So Teicher's going, you know, first and ten, hands off to number twenty four. What's his name? And he gains ten yards, and then. I'd have to look at the number of the opposite team's player who tackled him and point to the name so he could say, tackle made by, you know, so-and-so oh, team. Oh, okay. You okay, know, okay. That, and you had to be fast, you know. Okay. Now they have stats, uh, stat things that you just plug into the computer, get on that website, and, and it throws you all the stats. The game so you mean seven. you would literally able, you would literally be like, that point to that, damn, that would be hard. You know, well, not only that, but I'm I'm viewing through uh through uh, binoculars. Okay. Wow. So having, uh, you know, I'm having to look for stuff and look for names, and you know, what if what if three guys did a sack? Yep. <laughs> and you think all you think all three of their names and their numbers are all right <laughs> no, no, you know, no. <laughs> so you know, and then sometimes there are double numbers. I don't know why, but on offense, some guy will want twelve, and on defense, another guy will will wear twelve. Now, the, 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 the number should coincide with their position, right? Like in the 70s, they're one thing, in the 80s, they're one, 90s. Is that true or no? 
like in other words, the twenties are the twenties and below are like the running backs and the quarterbacks. The thirties are the are the running back or the something like that or the seventies and eighties are. Yeah, yeah, when you get into the bigger numbers, it's usually like the linebackers, the the offensive line, the defensive line, you know, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, it's it's. it's it's just what it is. Well, let me go. So, well, going back to the for the predictions for UTEP, this football and basketball. Uh, what do you say right now for football? How are they going to end the season? Well, they still got they still got three more home games. So, if people get behind them, and by the way, it's the start of the second quarter, and it's still seven seven. Um, oh wow! Okay. That that uh, I I believe they're gonna they're gonna win six games. The way the yeah. conference set everything up for them this year, as far as the schedule, the big game is going to be when they play uh, uh, San Antonio. Um, UTSA, University of Texas, San Antonio, UTSA. Yeah. Those guys are on fire, man. They're like undefeated. Really? I don't know how they're doing right now. I should check, but uh, that's going to be their. That's going to be the big test game to see how good they got since they won all these games, get go, leading up to playing that caliber of team, uh, UTSA. It gets talked a lot about now on on uh, on Sports Center. Really? Um, oh yeah. So I always thought it was Division Two school. I don't know why. No, no, no. They were, but they built it into a Division One, and then they came into Conference USA. You know. So. How about basketball? I mean, uh, basketball. Uh, basketball is going to be interesting. Um, new coach, Coach Golding. Uh, Golden, Golding, right? Golding. Golden, yeah. He's he's here. I've been to a lot of his practices now. I see his approach and to me he reminds me of a young tim floyd the way he coaches really he is uh, very aggressive with the guys and, and but he's aggressive uh to the point of actually chasing the ball down to show them that they're two feet away from where they should be you know and and, oh, wow. and they got excuse me <coughs> they have quite a bit of, of of players on the bench so they're they're well they're they're they've got plenty of players, and uh, we're gonna have to see what happens. You know, this, you know, as it is, the one thing uh, you know about me is that I'm on the uh, Don Haskins uh, West Star Bank uh, Sumbold basketball tournament, and uh, they're the defending champs because there wasn't there wasn't a one last year, but UTEP is the defending champ. So let's see how he takes that. You know what I mean? It's it's a city tournament. He doesn't have to travel. The other three teams have to travel, and uh, they, he's got to he's got an, a chance to you know repeat and, and, and show off, and then there'll be a couple games after that, and then they head straight into conference. I forgot about so, that the carnival. The, the oh, Sun don't carnival. forget about that. That's a, that's my bud, Don Haskins. I know, I know, I know. How was yeah. he, Abel? What kind of person was he? Oh my God, he was a great person. Was he? He was uh, mm. just basically uh, when anybody when anybody would ask him. Uh, why he started uh, five African Americans in the championship game? His only line was, "I started my best five players." I meant to that. That's yeah. it. That was it. That's it. That's the way you it's know, supposed uh, to be. You know, he grew up poor in Oklahoma. Yeah. You know, and yeah, yeah. Uh, but be, because of sports, you know, sports lifted him up, and he went to play college ball. But he had a black friend, uh, I forget his name, uh, who was as good as him. And was not picked up by college and had to go join uh, the army, and that really bothered him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bothered him a lot because he was a very good basketball player. And, uh, and the thing is, forget his name. But the thing is, I mean, like those experiences that you've had, like 
meeting Don Haskins, you know, being on the field. Those are something that 99.9 people are not, never going to have that in their lifetime. So, I mean, you, you've been very privileged in that aspect because I wish I'm a big, huge, you know, UTEP. Now, where am I? UTEP shirt. Right, Sean. I'm a, I'm a huge UTEP fan. And just to be there, like, living it through you, I'm like, that's why I ask you all these questions. I'm like, wow, that is cool. You know, <laughs> I'm like a little kid right now. But the thing well, is, well, that's um, cool. Yeah, but believe me, I was, a, I was like a little kid. Uh, imagine that, that because of me being a good photographer, I was able to go cover. Uh, NCAA basketball games when they were really, really good uh, as as for, as a, a sports photographer. Oh. You know, I, mm. I I saw them, I saw them, and I was I was just enamored with knowing that I could walk on the court at the pit in Albuquerque. Right. Exactly. Uh, exactly. You, you know, know how if there's any city that loves to beat the crap out of UTEP every year, it's Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Yep. Followed That's by it. Las Cruces. <laughs> yep, and that did. We're going to my story. I met him once. Don Haskins once, <clears throat> many years ago. My my mom knew a friend of a friend of ours, my mom's friend. She had a, a bar, and one day my mom and that lady were talking, and my mom says, "Why don't you? My son wants to get a job." Uh, I started working when I was fifteen years old, but because of the permit, and so the lady said, "Yeah, me, I'll come and clean my on Sundays, Saturday and Sunday mornings." I go clean up, vacuum the bar and whatnot. I remember one day, and something I could still see. So I'm vacuuming. We had the front door open, so you could see the sun coming in. I'm vacuuming. All of a sudden, the whole door gets dark. I'm like, holy snakes, who the hell is that? It's just a big guy. I turn around, but the sun was still in my face. And he walks by, and I'm like, that, that, that. that." I'm like, I couldn't even talk. I'm like, don't ask him. And my mom said that, um, because my mom was a bartender, and she said he would do the same thing. Not every all the time but whenever he went get one beer drink it halfway and leave it twenty dollars that's it i'm like really he goes yeah you come in drink a half a beer 20 bucks and take off i'm like wow that's cool yeah, he, you know he, he, he had a little he had a little uh he traveled around <laughs> but yeah it, yeah know, that was a, a lot that of people cool. knew him because of his his visits to some of these smaller uh which, at that time not quite sports bars but no this know, one was called there. um if, if he was there was it the hideaway no, this was no, that, no. I know that one. No, this one was called Cousins. Oh was, um, yeah, Cousins. You remember Cousins? Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember Cousins. That was yeah. back in the day. Yeah, yeah. But um, that was the, that was the best part of him is he traveled around. He he loved the city, and, and, and uh, you know, come on, yeah, he was a great guy, and he was a guy. You know, he had a great time living his life, and and yep. uh, it was just a privilege to be around him. I also was able to one. They let me be the announcer to some of the games live on the basketball court. And uh, I'll never forget the first time I did it. And then I went back to the press conference and everyone's waiting for him to come, come in so they could start asking him questions about the game. And he comes in and he looks at me and the first thing he says, Abel did pretty good. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's cool. So, oh, I got to ask you this, Abel. This is not part of sports. And I do apologize to everyone. I, I saw this story yesterday and I shared it on Facebook. And I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think you or Hector spoke to, um, oh, I went blank with her name. She was a blind representative. Oh, Anita Blair. I yeah, saw, I saw, did you talk to her? That up. Yes. Oh, yeah. Anita Blair was. Let me tell you something. <laughs> she didn't take uh, nobody's. I, uh, I had to ask you about that because that, that thing that was so cool that you actually had a chance to speak with her. No, no, she was. She would always call all the talk shows. He always called Paul Strelzen, and she, you know, she, she'd uh, say what she needed to say. She was a very strong lady, and uh, I think she should be honored. You know. I you had a history with Paul Strelzen too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I go back with Paul Strelzen when I was a kid growing up and uh, going to Cathedral. And um, 
Okay. One time I was walking down Piedras all depressed about something because I was a dumb kid. And he saw me and he came back around in his Mustang and he picked me up. He said, get in the car. I'm like, what? Well, really? He said, what's wrong? See you walking with your head down. That's just the way he was. He was yeah. a very powerful personality. And, and, and I miss him. I miss him to death. I bet you do. Yeah. So before we go, I, well, I wanted to talk about what you what you're doing right now. Like we talked at the beginning of the show. And before I go any further, I just want to tell people that uh, this uh, coming Saturday, hopefully it didn't change the time anyways. At two o'clock, I'm going to have Daniel Villegas. Um, you had a chance to, uh, to interview him. I know you told me um, I should have him next Saturday at two p.m. Uh, I'm going to have a follow up with Paul uh, Garcia. Part two, we had some more spicy stuff to talk about. Trust me, folks. I was really nice the first time. The second time, we we're really going to... He, he allowed me to open the doors in regard to our discussions. And then, by the way, folks, thank you for the support. That video, as of this, as this morning, has 600 views. So I do appreciate that. There you go, um, man. Get it to 1,000. Get it to 1,000. Right? Um, yeah. So things are picking up uh, regarding um, people want to come on the, on the show. Thanks to you, Abel. Uh, going back to you know, when we first met. But with you, your show... I, I, I like the Annie's Adventures. She brings a lot of different people. And matter of fact, one of the ones we went to, one of the restaurants that, she, that you featured on your show, uh, or Anna's, Anna's Adventures. But uh, just, can you just give everyone a roundup before we go, like everything you're doing, because I think they should really follow that stuff, because it is, it's, it's, a, it's not just politics. I know you talk about politics. You know, I do too. Well, I haven't in a long time, by the way. No, I know that, but I'm saying but, we uh, want to mix uh, it up. Yeah, I'm getting ready uh, to really kick up a, a dialogue podcast with Abel Rodriguez only because I, I'm just really upset with the Mexican American cultural center yes. and, and what they're, where they're going to put it. And uh, it's not what I voted for. And it's funny because we're all the Chicanos. Mm -hmm. That's going to be the topic on that because when, when the meetings were being put together with all these people that were coming together, old historic uh, Mexican Americans, Chicanos, uh, fighters of the for the people that type they were all in these meetings and it was great and then the city formed a commission about what are we going to name it and nobody wanted to name it the mexican-american cultural center and it was just a crazy thing but after all that settled down and oscar leeser was still mayor mayor uh there was meetings about you know retrofitting the uh the abraham chavez theater yep to to make it fit there you know and i thought that was fantastic you know and uh, then uh, Oscar Leeser uh, did not run for mayor again. And we got, uh, what's his face? DeMargo. DeMargo. And everything that was planned went down the toilet. You know, it's funny, Abel, now that you're saying that, it kind of parallels what you were talking about earlier about the, the Spanish sports not being as big as it is, even despite the fact that we're 80 or 65, whatever you want to say percentage uh, of Latinos or Mexicans. But yet, like you just... Now I'm thinking about what you're saying. They want to put the Mexican American Center in a in the little second floor, third floor. I forgot where in the library. Yeah, they're going to retrofit it in the downtown library. When it should be his own standing facility, and <clears throat> it's just amazing. And why would you I'm, want to mess with a with actually what I believe is probably one of the most historical libraries we have in the city? Yeah. It's got basements. It's got a basement with pictures of the past. No. Yeah. And you could go down there and stay down there for hours and find all these pictures you know and, yeah. and now they're gonna share it you know and i i saw the groundbreaking on on facebook for it and you know talking about you know all the all these all these educated people that deal with uh, culture and museums 
using, you know, these lines, or we studied the this and we that, and, you know. You know what papel picado is? No. Exactly. <laughs> papel picado is, is a way of decorating where they make, uh, they, they punch uh, paper, you know, like the kind of paper you put in a present. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a crepe paper. That's a yeah, they, they, yeah, they get, the, they pop uh, images into it, and then they string it on a, on a, on a rope, uh, on string, and then they, you know, put it up as decoration. Okay. But okay. I've know. seen it. Now it's just talking about, yeah. No, but I've seen but it. I know, but you don't know. But it's not centered to the, it's not centered to what we want there. Yeah. We want to hear stories. We want to hear the story of El Paso and Ruben Salazar, who uh, yeah. worked for the Los Angeles Times and yeah. was murdered in during that, in a, a march. Yeah. We want That's to hear right. about Rudy Tejas, who is the executive producer for The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, who's from El Paso. Really? We want to hear okay. of John Siqueiros, a radio announcer who worked in New York City, who is from Segundo Barrio. Mm. You know, you know. The, I want to hear their stories. Yep. And these yep. guys are talking about papel picado and, you know, uh, mariachis and... Uh, all of that is, I, don't get me wrong, it, it fits, but it's got to be much more than just that. You know, don't, I mean. Well, not only that, Abel, but it talk, like you said, it talks about our culture here in El Paso. <laughs> I mean, because you, you could go to San Antonio, San, San Diego, you go to Houston, but the culture here in El Paso, I know for a fact because I lived in Dallas for, what, three years, a little bit in Austin, and the culture is totally, totally different compared to here in El Paso. And I just think that we, we're losing that sense of who we are what we are you know um our family came from mexico i'm proud to say that my grandma came from the hills in chihuahua you know you know the, the little indian people that's my grandma's family her, her heritage my dad came my dad came from from chihuahua so we have that bond but we're not just those just are the amazing. stories man that i want to hear yeah yeah i, I want to hear the stories about a guy named rafael palomar mm. who immigrated with his family from uh, Chihuahua, uh, ended up in Second Ward in the mid '60s. Uh, growing up, uh, gets to uh, his mom gets upset because there's too much drive-by shooting back in the mid '60s in, in the Barrio area, and, and and moves to Isleta. And here's his six-foot kid, about 16, 17 years old, six-foot-seven kid. And he gets to his letter and they right away, they saw him in the hallway and said, you're playing basketball. Mm -hmm. And he had only played basketball, you know, like on the street and all that. And the first game at his letter, he's he gets 41 rebounds. <laughs> it's, really? It's still the record for rebounds in one game. Rafael Palomar, because of basketball, UTEP noticed him. They sent him to junior college in Idaho. Uh, he went with uh, four black African-Americans and they went up there and played. And then they did their two years. UTEP did not have a space for him, so he went to college. Uh, his junior year, he goes to Texas Tech. Wow. This is a Mexican-American at Texas Tech in Lubbock in 1967, I think it was. Think about that. And he played in the Olympics uh, too, right? Uh, yeah, he ended up uh, getting uh, into the Mexican national team, and he traveled all over the world because of basketball. And you don't want to hear the funny part I about do. immigration because it all goes back to immigration. Here's the funny part. His parents come over here for a better life. They have a big family. They want everybody to at least get a high school uh, diploma and then go out and work so they can bring money back to the family. Mm -hmm. So they didn't understand the opportunity that playing sports in the United States of America meant. They just said, no, está jugando basketball. 
it was so funny. He tells a story uh, of when his mom finally went to see him play basketball for the first time, and someone almost poked his eye out. Oh, really? <laughs> so after the game was over, his mom was yelling at him, saying, ¿Por qué quieres jugar en este juego donde te pueden sacar el ojo? <laughs> you know, because yeah. they didn't understand the opportunity that he was going to get anyway mm-hmm. because he stayed playing basketball. Then he went back and played with the Mexican Nationals. He played against Michael Jordan, for God's sake. Wow. Uh, and, and, and who's going to know his story? Yeah. That's what, what I'm saying. You're right. You're right. Our, right. Our, chavalitos, yeah. our chavalitos are going to miss all this history. Yeah. Or not, not only that, Abel, not only that, but what you're saying, that story might inspire a, little, a child in Sudo Novario or someone in Lower Valley. Like, hey, you know what? That was cool. What I'm it's saying already, is. It's already happening, George. Yeah. We got a guy from Tornillo that's scoring uh, soccer goals. Uh, for the United States of America, really? He was in he was in the uh, uh, in the uh, World Cup uh, preliminaries that they're having right now. These soccer games, and he put in the two goals from Tornillo. Yes. Oh wow! See, I didn't know that. But you want to hear that? I do want to. I love stuff like that because right. Yeah. Right. That means, yeah. Um, yeah. And here's another thing: people don't always watch the news anymore. True. People don't always watch. Uh, sports. So where do they pick it up? They're going to pick it up from you and me talking about it. Yes, sir. Because they follow on a certain page or something. Yep. What we do is important. It's it's like it's like we're 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 grains of sand on the beach, but all together we form the beach. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Or, yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't for the grains of sand, there ain't gonna be no beach. So and uh, that's the what you mean, I, to me is a beach full of grains of sand, and each one of them has a different type of thing happening on each grain. And that's one thing I've learned, Abel, doing this from you know, when you you've kind of shown me the ropes and whatnot. I've learned, and I've had people tell me, you know what, George, I appreciate you just letting me come on and talk. Just my thing is always to give out information. Like when I do the politicians, it's up to you. If you want to vote for them, that's your choice. My thing is just to give you that information as a community service. It's up to you. I. I might be against him or not. Like when I have one particular, I won't say his name, I almost said his name, a particular candidate that's running for city for the mayor, I got so much crap for it. Why did you do this? Why? I'm like, hey, didn't mean I support him? I'm just giving you the information. It's up you to you You must vote. have learned that from me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to remind everybody that Ricardo Samaniego, county judge Ricardo Samaniego, started his campaign right here on Dialogue Radio. Yes, you did. You're right. And he showed I up twice in my show. And, 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 and I told him, I said, hey, who, what, what other media is going to let you talk for an hour, an hour and a half? Yep. And well, I think from you, Abel, like from what, I, what I've gained from you, it's an opportunity to have guests on my show. Like uh, John Caudillo, remember he was running for, for Congress? Yeah, yeah, he ran for Congress. Um, well, hey, remember when we did that uh, congressional thing oh, at EPCC? That, that's a, that was a big feather in the dialogue uh, internet radio uh, cap. Yep. Uh, you doing that and then doing it from a point of view of people involved with dealing with uh, disabilities politics yeah. who uh, deal with disability yeah. and we had what 300 almost 350 yeah, people we had there. a live crowd of 300 people yeah and the thing and is it live unedited and it went all the way through yeah and the thing is people don't realize that that's that's what i want to do just give out like you right now we're talking about sports you know the different what your 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 perspective on sports and and i'm, I'm i appreciate you coming on and you whenever you want to come on able you know hey just hey george i want to come on you know that for a fact uh talking about that I had a call about Mr. Abel, you know, was a contributor. What did that mean? Well, we contribute sports and politics. Abel's my guy when he talks about politics, especially. 
Uh, and now we're going to have a legal true contributor. His name is Jason. Jason Godright. He's going to be coming on, on the on, show. Bring him on. Talking about different stuff. We call me, you know, from a legal perspective. So right. it's kind of building. I appreciate all the work that well, able- more and more people are accepting uh, what we do. Like you know, as they want to. They want to hear it, so yeah. it's working out pretty good. And uh, as usual, George, I, I love coming on your show and and talking with you and letting everybody know that uh, you can follow me at uh, uh, Dialogue Podcast with Abel Rodriguez Facebook page. You can go there, and you can also follow all my all the podcast programs that we put on on DialogueEP.com Facebook page, and that'll take you to all the all the ones we have, and. Uh, you know, if you ever ever want to email me, it's able at dialogueep.com. And uh, you can send me, uh, hey, I want to be on your show or whatever. And we got some interesting things coming. We might have, believe it or not, Latinos Matters, uh, Latinos Matter back on. Oh, cool. Which I'm, I'm really right. happy about with Hector Montes. Montes and Emily Howdigy. And then also uh, next Friday, we'll be having a uh, interview through one of our uh, contributors, Named Mojo. Oh, okay. Who has She's cool. To capture uh, an interview with the Republican candidate who is running against Dan Patrick for Attorney General for the state of Texas. So that, that, that's you know that's me being me and the people well, well, like you that say hey, well because of you, Mojo's the same way, and she feels that uh, this would be the place to do it. So we're excited that'll be happening next Friday. People, folks, I'm telling you, Mojo, she's one of those. That don't take crap. She'll tell you how it is, and if you don't like it, when it, she is, you gotta watch out for. By the way, before I forget, the Annie's Adventure is live, right? On four fifteen, four 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 o'clock on Wednesdays, or when we is do it? it on Wednesdays, yeah, she's live at about four o'clock, four ten. How about the Tiger Podcast? The, no, uh, we we do that on Zoom, and then I put, I just put it on a real nice uh, edit with a front and a back, and then I put it up immediately. Okay, and then we had one. Uh, I do want to touch this before we go. The one about those the real the real guys the uh, the reels. Oh, the, the re- real uh, real screeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lenny Jurado and oh, man, what's the other kid's name? Uh, I met him at Comic Con, okay. El Paso Comic Con, and I found out about him, and I told him, and uh, looks like we're going to be doing some things with them, and yeah. uh, and the Al- Al- Alamo Draft House looks like it's going to going to be uh, playing with us a little bit, so. I'm, I'm happy with what's coming up, and hopefully by next year, I I'll, maybe I'll make a hundred bucks, and my wife will be. Happy. <laughs> We've got right. So, but you right. know, able before we go, gotta tell you something. What I, what I asked you, every time you come on, I have to ask you to do that to do like, the closeout. <laughs> oh, come on, this, well, this is my this is my good luck. I haven't done it in a while, but I'll do it for you, man. Hey, listen, I'm very happy that I've been on the No Vision. Vision uh, Internet Radio Network with uh, my buddy George and uh, I guess it's that time to say be safe wear a mask and te watch your raza <laughs> <laughs>